Hey everyone, welcome to episode 40 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And the sound effects man is back. Um, it's Sorry. been since... Oh, I have to do it every time. You do it every time, so that's the third time. <laughs> Joining us this week, uh, Jeff is absent, but Andy is here, and Greg is here. And so uh, some of you probably already knew that as soon as the... Thank you. Uh, came in. Uh, you have no idea, seriously, how glad I am to be back this week. Florida is no place to catch the flu. I know we keep talking about this, but my entire family got picked off one by one. And finally, the last and only person standing or laying on the bathroom floor in misery was yours truly last week. So for the third week in a row, I missed church. Uh, and so I watched it online, which was really interesting this week. Uh, so it with the tables. So anyway, stay healthy, get well, and please wash your hands. Cause I don't know who gave this to me, but man, it was not a gift to be re I think you got it from the microphone. Somebody. <laughs> Thanks. It's only mine, so I don't know where that would have come from. But last week, our conversation on inclusion, it wasn't on inclusion. It was actually on meat, and that's a typo. And we decided that the answer to our salvation is simply Jesus. The law hasn't, the law won't, and the law can't, and neither can you. So you can catch that message, and that was by Andy. No, it was by no. John. That was by John. That's yeah. right. Typo number two. Uh, and that's at hospitalchurch.org. Just go to sermons, archives, and then that is from the last of the Meat and Milk series. Right. This week, our message was relation, relation, <clears throat> okay, cut that out. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be an editing nightmare. This week, our message was relational engagement, and it was delivered this week in both heaven and hell by one speaker at the same time and in the same room. Weird, I know, but of course I kid. The directionally challenged should not be dismayed because it really was the same room. The reality of the locations depended greatly on your tolerance to close proximity interaction with others <laughs> was the key to that one. Obviously, the tables was the first clue like, hey, something's, something's, different. something's different. And uh, I, I, I loved it when you said, hey, the extroverts are like, hey, there's tables here. And the introverts are like, hey, there's tables here. <laughs> uh but the, the vision, the mission, and values are consistently shared corporately, from the front, from, from – we're constantly trying to make sure that everyone is aware of what we're about, where we're going. And this was no different. And maybe more than ever, we need that because as you mentioned, as a society, we really um, – we're dis disengaged as we've ever been. So – but I absolutely love the message. The tables. I'm an extrovert, so I'm like uh, I'm like Andy. I'm the person starting <laughs> conversations everywhere, and my daughters are the same. Drives my wife absolutely crazy sometimes. Going, <laughs> can I please just shrink away from this? Th uh, whole I don't know these people. I don't know these people. Yeah, they're not related to me. Mm. But uh, what I wanted to ask you, Andy, specifically, as you just went through this message, as relationally engaged communities go, where do we as a church community stack up? You mentioned that we're connected and we're somewhat known for it or maybe even a model for it for some identified that way. How can we determine that accurately, whether or not we are? Well, that's a great question because I think it's one thing if you're relationally engaged on the hours or two that you're here. Okay. If we're, I think we're doing pretty well at that. We've, made, we've done a lot of work to try to make it a friendly place, a connected place. And so if you're, if you're here uh, and you're greeted and you're talking and you're engaged with each other – uh, that's a really good thing. So I give us I give us a higher score on that end, and then probably a lower score on relationally connected outside of the hour or two that we're in this building. Okay. Okay. Greg. 
I'm sorry. I was checking Instagram. What did you ask? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh you Wait, see? what are we talking about? Relational uh, engagement. Oh, yeah. see, I see what you did there. I, I had nice. to work it in somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't – how would I rate our church with well, being engaged? I mean – Well, maybe your ministry area with the young adults, the teens – so, so like one thing that I know, um, we run this program uh, about six times a year called Manly Talk, and she shines. And mm-hmm. so it's for our high school students. Uh, guys meet in one place, our ladies meet in another. And one of the things that we've always done at Manly Talk is we send a bowl around and we pick up all their phones because we mm-hmm. want them to be focused on on what we're doing, right? And it's just like barely two hours. And man, like when we first started it, you'd have thought that we had asked them to like knock a tooth give out. A, yeah, knock a tooth out, <laughs> or like give us theirs, you know, their their uh, allowance for the next couple of months. Um, but at the same time, they also recognize and realize that if they did have it, it would be a problem. And it really became something that, like, as we've now gone through it and been in it several years, it's just something that's expected, and 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 they know so. I think they recognize that when they do have their phones or their devices, that it that it is more challenging to be connected, and so they don't try to fight me on it really. So, I mean that that's how I see it in my area. Okay. Like they recognize that it's a problem for the most, if they're being honest. <laughs> well, because <laughs> some, some honest. will be like, "Oh well," but I, I that's how I text my that's how I stay in touch with my friends, and and the reality is, is that then when I explain to them that is that that communication, is it really connectedness? And the reality is, is that no, you know, Pastor Andy talked about in a sermon, you know, if you were to identify, uh, you know, 10, 10 years ago, was it 2001 or was it? 2000, 2001. 2001, they said, hey, you know, I have 10 close friends. Today, or two, uh, 2014, 13, 14, 14, 14 they, people have two. Yeah. You know, and so I think the reality is there is that, yeah, okay, maybe you're communicating, but you're really communicating with acquaintances or casual friends at best. Right. Well, you know, so I, I I think that if they're honest with themselves, they'll recognize that. And, and I'll buy in that there is some connectedness for people that like good friends that are already good friends that stay in touch by, you know, by a phone call or a text or social media. You said mm-hmm. the engagement of actually being engaged and you're actually putting it out versus just the blanket things that, you know, just happen through our newsfeed, which actually <laughs> cause disappointment. I mean, there's a difference there. But at the same time, if you're sending – even if that's true, that you are having some level of engagement, if you're – if that's at the cost of – if you and I are having this conversation and Andy's over there, <laughs> you know, or we're texting, then that's at the expense of Andy. So maybe you are with one, but you're excluding another, so it's being present where you're at. Right. I, I thought I thought Simon Sinek's comment about the fact that when they're going out to eat, they'll leave all the cell phones at home except for one if it's a group of friends. So in case they have an emergency or need a call, take a pic- an Uber or take a picture that of their food. food was really good. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> otherwise they're they're all together. Why do they need their cell phones for? You know. Right. But you said to be actively involved in loving people demands relational engagement. Yes. And then, and then you tied that to our mission statement mm-hmm. loving lo- loving people into a lifelong relationship with Christ. A um, lifelong friendship with God. But that's okay. You're, you're just close. Well, I was close. <laughs> hey, I, no, first and second, did any, no one even heart, no, no one raised their hand. I was close. But to be in, immersed totally in relational engagement, what does that look like? Is there a top five, top three, uh, maybe characteristics or markers that would identify us as an immersed community? I mean, if you guys said, 
okay, we heard from Greg and what he's doing with his people and you know this this group over here, this group over here, and as we look at the church, yeah, we know we know that we're engaged because we see X, Y, and Z. Well, I think it's the same three things I talked about toward the end. I think I think if we can if we, if we, if we had a way of observing that people are are, get, are paying attention, yeah, they're they're present, they're paying attention, and they're curious or interested, they're showing interest. Okay. I, I, that that would sort of say, okay, there's a relational connection going on. Um, and you can you can be present and, and not curious and not um, atten- attentive at all, right? Or you can be attentive, but you're not really curious. You're just sort of <laughs> um, attentive yeah. kind of thing. So I think it's it's a, it's a hard thing to really measure, but at the same time, we have to sort of personally police it for ourselves. I think as well. But we feel it when it's when it's not there. I mean, it's easy to it's easy to well, know sure. when it's not I mean, there, well, right? If you, if you you know when it's not there, when you talk to a person and they don't look at you the whole time <laughs> you're talking to them, they're looking at their phone. You know, they're not engaged, obviously. Yeah. And the the same thing can be true, just in conversation, without without a phone being there, just distracted, looking at the weather, the birds, the whatever you're whatever you're looking at, besides the person you're talking to. Right. Saw something recently. I think it was in National Geographic with with pictures of people from oh probably a hundred years ago. Uh, some maybe a little bit less, but there were pictures of people on the train, in the barber shop, uh, the bus, mm. the subway, and restaurants all crammed together in tight spaces. Just you know, just like we are today, all with their faces in newspapers. <laughs> so even though you don't have the blue light of the screen shining on your face, <laughs> this was actually kind of. Even better because you had a complete tent around you and, you know, you didn't really have to engage anyone. So this is probably – well, it's probably increased, but it's not a new problem mm-hmm. really in, in that aspect. To choose aspect. to disengage. To choose to disengage. And it's easier to disengage at some point I think when it's is, – is that a church thing that we just say, well, is that because we have to feel like we, we fit in or that we're good enough? Is there any Is there any part to that that makes us feel like maybe we should just not say anything because – what if people really knew certain things about me or or maybe they already think those things about me? So maybe I should just kind of keep to myself. You're, you're asking if we, if we, if we choose not to engage because we're Christians. Yeah. Um, boy, I don't know. I know for me as, as a pastor, um, you know, when I tell people I'm a pastor, sometimes they're kind of like, they disengage. Yeah. (laughs) they, They disengage. They're like, Oh, and I mean, I've literally like I'll be talking to somebody for twenty minutes, and you know, this, that they're they're paying attention, they're curious, they're interested, we're having a conversation, and then do? it comes to work, and oh, I'm a pastor, and then it's like, yeah. well, hey, I got to get going. Um, <laughs> and so I imagine, oh. I imagine that the same thing is true, you know, for you know, as people are as Christians, you know, are engaging with others, that if they find out they're Christian, you know, it, it may be that kind of same conversation you know, buzzkill. But I think, I don't think it's an issue of like Christians or non-Christians. I think it's just a problem across the board where people in general in Western culture in the 20, First you know, century. 21st century, 22nd century, whatever we're in. 21st. 21st. Yeah. I'm a futurist, you know, uh, <laughs> looking forward that I, we, <laughs> that, that we just are terrible at connecting with people. And I think one of the things I really took from from Pastor Andy's sermon, uh, towards the end, he talked about how it requires being intentional. Yeah. And the reality is, is that you will have some awkward conversations. You learn how to how to get better at it, I think, the more you do it. And we just don't have a lot of opportunities to practice conversing with people. Because if you're riding on the subway, yeah. those people 
to a large part, probably don't want to talk to you. Right. But they are very desirous of community, but they're not sure how to go about getting it. You know, I mean, I, I had I was talking to to an atheist, you know, uh, a few months ago, and they grew up in the church. One of the things they missed the most was most was the community of choir. Really? Like, and so they joined a choir, like they joined <laughs> like a, a choir, like a like a civic choir, just because they remember growing up in church and the community, the opportunity they had for for engagement and dialogue and, and hanging with people. Huh. And so it's it's just this like. We're terrible at it, I think, across the board, but you have to be intentional about it. And I think I think along with that intention, it's really important that as a church, this, at the hospital church, that because we, our mission is loving people into lifelong friendship with God, we can't do that if we don't ever talk to anybody. Right. If, if we hold back, if we don't build those relationships. Well, in technology, I mean, obviously that was kind of the center of this with the being unplugged and uh, and all that, but, uh, you know, this this is – like you just said, this is kind of everybody. It doesn't have to be just technology. I mean, there's people that just, you know, run around with quote unquote, their hair on fire, never sit down, you know, have this OCD. I have my day planned down to every second. I never sit down and I couldn't possibly sit down and actually listen to you, but no, no, I'm listening, you know, as they're doing something else. And you're like, no, you're not. And I know you're missing it. (laughs) So this is really just a heart and a desire issue, right? I mean, we, we really have to want to do this. Because it's pretty easy to not. Well, I, I, I think humanly speaking, we have to want it, and I think spiritually speaking, we have to be open to the Spirit directing it. But if we really, if we really want to be followers of Jesus and influence others to be followers of Jesus, we've got to lend our ears. We've got to be able to be there relationally and engage with them. Yeah. Well, and you know, the other part I was thinking about. I mean, you, you talked three things: present, attentive, interested, and I'm like, wow. One out of three isn't really good odds because the way I'm looking at this, present takes minimal effort. Attentive requires work and interested, well, that can require things that are just downright unpleasant. So I'm pretty good at showing up and maybe even paying attention as long as I have a cup of coffee in my hand or something that we both have in common, say. But interested, that just doesn't seem like an odds-on favorite to be the one that we're going to pick and go – yeah, let, well, it, let's be interested it, it in this. It takes more energy to be curious. <laughs> it does. I mean, to, to, to investigate and try to learn more and be able to understand the person. Well, then how do we help the introverts? I mean, we, we kind of just, you know, we poked a little fun at extroverts, introverts, um, or maybe the young in faith who don't know the speak of Christianity, because sometimes there's this like denominational code that okay. we talk oh, in. Oh, and let me help. I can help oh, with oh, this. Oh, oh, he's got the answer right away. I didn't even finish. That's awesome. That's I'm going to head out then. Okay. Yeah. Is that good? Okay. We're, well, we're done. I got this one. No, I, I really think we need to worry less about church talk and spiritual talk and just relationally engage. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's I, I don't I don't know if Jesus actually sat down by the well at Sychar intending to have a spiritual conversation with this woman who came out there, but he was open to it and he was available. And then he became attentive and he became curious, and all that happened right there. And this great conversation takes place. And and just to be able to be be a person who says I care about people, not, and I just I want to know people is different than saying I've got to fix them or change them in some way. Right. And I think the initial place to start is just learning to relationally engage, to, to how do I show up and be present with people? How do I be attentive? How do I be curious about their lives a little bit? And I really think if we can do that, the spiritual conversations, th- those, will, those will find a place and happen much more naturally when we become more adept at just having relational engagement. Well, one of your favorite quotes from Ministry of Healing, yeah. page 143. I mean, there, was, there wasn't the spiritual conversation that happened beforehand. It was, you know, he ministered to them, he met their needs, 
you know, won their, he, confidence. He won their confidence, and then he bid them follow him, and that was that was the way that Jesus went about doing his ministry. And I, I just yeah. and, a, and a person who listens to you wins your confidence. Yeah, and, and so just I mean, if we could just all become better listeners and curious about their answers, uh, it'd be amazing how that could build human connections. And and I'm a believer as a hospital church, strong believer that the gospel walks into people's lives best over a relational bridge. And so right. the relational bridge is what relational engagement is all about. <laughs> and, and, and then it has implications for all the ministries in our church with our own people within the congregation. Right. Um, relationally engaging with the kids of our church, relationally engaged with the young people, the young people relationally engaging with our seniors. There's a richness that can come in that relational engagement that, that without it we, we just are poor for. Exactly, exactly. Well, we are quickly, quickly running out of time. There were seven questions during the message that uh, were put up on the screen, and you can check those out uh, again and go back and uh, on the website and check out the message. But there were seven of them, and I would say the first two would be uh, the most profound maybe to me um, in how my own view and maybe that of my friends and or family members' view of how tied to these devices I really am. I mean, this is something that we're aware of as a family uh, personally, and we've tried to minimize that impact. No devices at the table, you know, try to get, you know, traditional games away from the other and, um, you know, kids, no devices, these kinds of things. And so I'm curious as to those of you listening, if uh, what, uh, which one of those seven might have been the most that, you know, kind of hit home the hardest or the earliest were like, ooh, that one's me. Or, you know, or maybe it was just, maybe, you know, someone like, like uh, was it Polly Molly yeah, Polly, Polly. Uh, she didn't have a phone doesn't matter it doesn't matter to her uh, but would it be interested to hear your thoughts on that you can send those directly to us by text or email inside the Florida Hospital Church mobile app but as we wrap it up you know everyone wants to fit in they want to be a part of the club or have great friends and family to share the journey with and it starts with each of us deciding to be present more often and cultivating our caring for each other so we can be attentive and respectful and who knows we might just find that being interested Interested is less of a problem than we thought. So all new episodes are available also on the app each Wednesday to Wednesday, and you can go back and find the archives there as well. Next week is what? This upcoming week. No dark, no dark corners. No dark corners. What's that? I chose a couple of texts for the next two weeks that, that are not texts I would normally just choose to preach, just to sort of stretch me in the preparation of the talk. And the no dark, no dark corners is a great one. No Jesus, dark Jesus says, make sure the light you have is not really darkness. Interesting. Sure. Hmm. Well, well, there we go. You're not going to want to miss that because now my interest is severely peaked. So 9.30 and 12 this upcoming Saturday, you can catch us at hospitalchurch.org and on the live stream inside the mobile app. So until next week in episode 41, this is Randy for Andy and Greg and Tom saying thanks for joining us and we'll see you then.